eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello everyone, this is A.A. Ron Sutton, your favorite middle-aged white guy who drives a Honda Odyssey. On this episode of Finsider Daily, I'm going to be hanging out with Rashad Butler, local boy from Palm Beach who played ball and went to school at the U, was an eight-year NFL veteran and current radio personality on 790 The Ticket. We'll talk Miami Dolphins camp and Rashad will give us a little player's perspective when we come back. Welcome back to Finsider Daily. I'm joined in cyberspace by Rashad Butler, eight-year NFL vet, current radio personality for 790 The Ticket. Rashad, thanks for downloading Skype and joining me this evening. <laughs> no problem, man. Listen, it's been a long time since uh, I used Skype. You know, uh, I want to say ever since I got a Mac, it's either been um, iChat or FaceTime. So, yeah, I can't. I think the last time I might have used Skype, man, might have been 2008, 2009. I got you, man. Like I told you in the DMs, I'm a a technology (laughs) kindergartner. So, I mean, God is blessing us that we're right here being able to achieve this tonight. (laughs) Uh So, uh, you know. How you doing? You trying to put some pads back on or anything? Man, you know, every now and then uh, <laughs> I tempted, especially uh, during this time of the year. Not really training camp, but I will say this. 
I think training camp's a lot easier now than when I first entered the, entered the league in 2006 because back then, man, we were practicing twice a day and we were getting after it. You know, I think uh, towards the latter end of my career, around 2012, 13, training camp started to become uh, more feasible. And it made more for, you know, I think, both coaches and players as far as to be able to sustain uh, the grunt of a, a full season. Yeah, absolutely. Health-wise for the players, yeah. I think it's definitely definitely a, pos- uh, a positive right. there. Do you think it affects team preparation at all? You know what? Coaches, uh, I'm sure they will answer that question and say yes as far as, you know, not being able to practice as much. But I feel like now, man, the way the game is, you can get uh, just as much accomplished as far as right. walking and, you know, going over the film as far as in the classroom. Now, I do think, you know, you need a practice as far as work, but it used to be as far as practice a day and a number of walkthroughs. I mean, I just looked at that almost as like busy work back then. Yeah, so things are more efficient now. So yeah. you're kind of okay. able to overcompensate for that. Uh-huh. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, uh, Rashad, let's let's get back to 790, the ticket. Give okay. us a couple plugs, man. What they got you doing down there? How long you been with them? I know you've been doing some stuff with Greg Likens a little bit, but uh, yeah. what you, where should people check you out? Oh, uh, man. So I started at 790 back in 2017 towards the end of the season. I think they brought me on to work with Greg as far as the Aqua and Orange pregame show uh, the last two weeks of the season in 2007. And then they brought me back for the entire season last year. So last year was my, my, my first year as far as doing the entire Aqua and Orange season from, you know, week one all the way through, you know, week 17. And then from there, they brought me on uh, throughout the whole entire all sports in general, or NBA, uh, you know, even football as far as NFL free agency. So I've been with 790 now for, I would say, about a year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you spent eight years in the league. Yes. Drafted in the third round by the Panthers, spent some uh-huh. time with the Texans. Uh, I'm, I live up here in Cleveland, so you made okay. a pit stop here. In yeah. Cleveland, then went on to Pittsburgh. So uh-huh. walk us through, so your mind might be preoccupied uh-huh. with certain things, but where's your heart at coming into training camp? You know, you've played ball likely your whole uh-huh. life, and you're around the guys, and you're getting ready to start this journey again. What's going on in your heart at that moment you know, in time? I, I think for training camp, uh, it depends on where you're at as far as what stage of your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think rookie, I remember my rookie year in Carolina, uh, I was just trying to show my teammates and my coaches that I belong. So whatever they needed me to do, I didn't do much complaining. Uh, sometimes I may have overworked myself because mm-hmm. I mean I was to show and prove to a lot of my teammates and coaches, like I said, that I belong. And then once I got to Houston, my first year in Houston, it might have been the same because I was new to Houston and I felt like no one really kind of knew me. But the great Houston brought me in right after training camp in 2007. So I had a I had a great deal as far as a whole year with that team. So in 2008, when I started training camp, I was a little smarter. But I would say once you get further along in your career, so for a guy like that, maybe entering year four, like a Larry Tonsil, Xavier Howard, you know, mm-hmm. even guy older like a Rashad Jones, it's just about honing in on your techniques and really trying to uh, get better each and every day on the little things. So when you 
I guess, how easy is it for players? And I'm sure it's a case uh-huh. by case basis for a, a right. large part, but how easy is it for you guys to go from scheme to scheme, learn new languages, new learn ways of doing things when you go from team to team? Is there enough overlap among the NFL where it, uh-huh. for most players it clicks or is it pretty difficult to kind of learn the differences and the intricacies in the way each team approaches it? You know, I think I think when you're younger and you have to deal, deal with that, I think it's a lot harder than being older. I know uh, when I first went from Carolina to Houston, it was somewhat difficult. But what made it easier for me, I had a lot of guys I played with in college as far as Eric Winston was up there, Chris Myers was up there, Andre Johnson. Those guys helped make the process uh, seamless for me as far as, you know, just kind of uh, – helping me out with certain terminology that, you know, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. just like this, you know, as far as what we used in college. But when I went from Houston to Cleveland on the back end of my career, uh, it was a lot easier because, you know, I learned the language as far as not only in Houston, but I remember some of the language in Carolina. I, I, I guess you could say maybe copied and paste, you know what I mean, as okay, far as yeah. I had. So I think the language is somewhat... Uh, universal and what i mean by that i don't mean as far as identical i just think that you know every team runs uh maybe i, w- I don't want to say somewhat of the same plays but a version of the same plays and i think you know mm-hmm. as you get you tend to become smarter and realize that rather than when you're younger mm-hmm. i got you so camp kind of um, coincides with fans just being super excited that football's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves, you know, day one, overreacting to stuff already. So I want to kind of pick your brain on this. So what is one overrated thing about training camp that kind of misleads fans, kind of leads us astray? And what's one underrated thing that maybe we don't pay enough attention to that's super important in how the team builds? Ooh, man, that's a really good question right right off the bat. I think one of the overrated things uh that i think fans tend to pay too much attention to is maybe where players are placed early in training camp before Mm -hmm. preseason games start to play you know i think fans may say oh my god so-and-so is running with the twos and in the spring he was running with the ones and vice versa and i tell fans that you know i think a lot of coaches like to mix and match early on in training camp before Mm -hmm. preseason game starts so like they can just maybe get a, a, a look and a feel for how certain players may play with other players and how even certain players may react to you know that uh that depth change and so forth but i think one thing that is underrated is the coaching aspect of training camp you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh i think in training camp that is the the part of the year that i think coaches do the most coaching as far as on the field because uh-huh. in the rec and things are moving so fast and you have a game plan. So coaches can't really teach the actual fundamentals of team schemes. So throughout the week, once the regular so once the regular season starts, coaches really teaching uh, you know, whatever team that you know they're scheming for that week. But in training camp, they're only teaching, you know, the actual system uh and fundamentals of you know what that team is going to run. Sure, and obviously it's early, but do you have any initial impressions on how the Dolphins' new coaching staff has kind of approached the the teaching aspect of everything? Well, you know, one thing I keep hearing from Flores is that this team is going to be smart, 
they're going to be disciplined and they're going to be well conditioned. And that makes sense as far as coming from, you know, a place in New England where he came from. And I think that's the perfect approach to take as a first year head coach, especially mm-hmm. on a team where the roster may not be as talented uh, compared to a lot of the other teams they may face this season. So I think that's the perfect strategy to take. And, you know, I, 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 I admire Ryan Flores in a way for taking that approach. Do you think there's enough talent on the defensive side of the ball that Flores and Patrick Graham will be able to run that kind of positionless defense? You were already kind of alluding to uh-huh. We already care too much about yes. positions already. So are we in a space where you think we can get to a positionless defense? Uh, you know what? Not just yet, but I do think that uh, they have enough, I th- think, in the secondary and even in the linebacking court to mm-hmm. where they could be solid throughout the year. Now, one thing I do think they need to really address, whether it's going to be you know, trying to find that guy in training camp or even going out during training camp and trying to bring in that guy, I think they need to find a Gary and linebacking court that both uh, Brian Flores and Patrick Graham are going to find a way. I think if the pass rush is lacking as far as getting to the quarterback, they're going to find a way with those other guys on the back end to, you know, get some pressure on the quarterback. So let's off the other side of the ball, uh, a position you're a little bit more familiar with the offensive uh-huh. line. So okay. we've, as uh-huh. Dolphins fans, we've been talking about the offensive uh-huh. line for the last decade plus and, you know, you spent your spent your career there. So, what what are your impressions of the big nasties right now? How much work uh, does the offensive line need to really be a, a formidable unit? Well, I think uh, it's always important to have continuity, and I think the way you do that during camp is coming into camp with uh, a starting unit and letting that starting unit work together for the majority of the camp. Now, I think every now and then you need to you know, maybe switch them things up and kind of, you know, I guess give uh, the, the guys up front a different group because, you know, hopefully there won't be any injuries this year, but there's always injuries in football. And so you want to be prepared for that. But, um, you know, I think the offensive line is going to be, I think the position that may surprise some people as far as playing better than expectations, because you got three returning starters. You have Daniel Kilgore. I know he uh, missed a lot of the season with the 25 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like him. I mean, he's coming back. Uh, a vet, smart guy. Uh, you have Larry Tonsil, which I think will probably end up being, you know, the highest paid left tackle in the NFL come next offseason. And then you have Jesse Davis, you know, a guy that I think, you know, is a guy that got it out the mud. I mean, a guy that they brought in back in 2017. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think they had any serious hopes that he can turn into the player that he's been. So I like those three guys. Now I just think it's about you know, trying to fill in the left guard and the right tackle. I know they brought in Jordan Mills. And the one thing I like about Jordan Mills is that he's a guy that has shown consistency as far as, you know, being able to play week in and week out. Now, I know his production uh, can improve, but I mean, hey, anytime you can pick up a guy on the offensive line that has played a number of snaps for a number of years, that's impressive. So, um, I think the only position of concern to me is that left guard position. Mm-hmm. You know, now they have the kid from Jacksonville that came over mm-hmm. working there. But I really think that uh, Dieter will probably earn that spot before the preseason is out. Yeah, I was going to ask about him because, you know, on one hand, you got uh, he's one of those 
corn-fed Midwestern boys who yeah. usually fare decently on the offensive line, one of those Big Ten guys coming from a, a program that values the trenches. And then on the other hand, you kind of understand that college players coming into the league now have a pretty steep learning curve on the offensive line, in my opinion. I think there's uh, a lot of tutelage that's necessary to be able to get these guys to be confident. Um, so you see Michael Dieter as winning that competition there at left guard? Yeah, you know, I just think uh, he has the makeup uh, because he went to O-line, I mean, O-line and U, I call it Wisconsin. And, I mean, he's played a lot of football at, at Wisconsin, a lot of different positions. And with him, I mean, he's been consistent as far as, you know, playing consecutive games. So, I mean, I think they drafted him to be the starter. I mean, they wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't think any team would say that unless the kid's a first-round draft pick or a second-round draft pick. But I think uh, where they got him at, I think it's great value. And I do look for him to be starting at left guard before uh, preseason is out. Dolphins Twitter, you need to stop what you're doing right now. I am <laughs> with the criminally underfollowed Rashad Butler. Yeah. You can follow him at Rashad Jamal and Jamal spelled J-A-M-A-A-L with the letter B at the end. Follow yeah. this guy right now. Listen to him on 790 The Ticket. Rashad, thank you so much for spending the evening with me um, and dropping some knowledge for everybody. Yeah. And uh, hope to talk to you later. Same, man. Same. All right, take it easy. All right, man. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.